0: Hello there, it's Mary Stone on the screen porch and the snow is melting, the fog has set in because the weather has warmed and uh, there must be a tree down locally that caused a power outage, but thankfully we have a partial generator to keep things running. I want to thank those that reached back about last week's chat, festive partridge berry, terrarium basics. I hope you'll dabble in the dirt and make a terrarium to enjoy over winter and maybe stick a troll doll in it. (laughs) It's a perfect remedy if you suffer from the winter blues. I received an email from Jamie who asked if the sedums used in the terrariums are succulents, reminding me of a story about a special sedum and succulent garden, and a family story about a pallet garden featuring sedums and other things not so ideal. I look forward to sharing, sure to bring a chuckle. And it starts like this Hello, fellow listeners and readers. Earlier this summer, I had the privilege of helping the remis of Washington, New Jersey, choose a few plants for their already beautiful gardens. What a unique property. There's a small building, a spring house in its day, charmingly serving as a backdrop off their back patio. Behind it, a gravel area I thought was a work-in-progress sedum and succulent garden. Creeping Jenny, a perennial also known as moneywort, the ambitious chartreuse trailing plant with rounded leaves, is the mainstay scrambling about the gravel. As it turns out, there once was a small patio on the spot, Jim said, explaining the remnant gravel. But my work-in-progress sedum and succulent garden assumption inspired an idea. When we met at a garden center to pick up the fill-in flowering shrubs, sedums made their way into Jim and Karen's cart, such as sedum, munsteed, dark red, a newer variety that looks much like the tried-and-true pink flowering upright, Autumn Joy, but with irresistible dark raspberry-colored flowers was the first to land in the cart. Both grow 12 to 24 inches and bloom from late August to October. When dry through winter, the flowers remain a feature, especially when adorned with frost and snowflakes. Then there's Sedum Lime Zinger, a six inch variety with lime green foliage and reddish edges that forms a stunning compact mat before flowering pink in late summer to mid-fall. Next came Sedum Spurium, Fall de glut or Fall de Glow, with bronzy green leaves that sports a swath of dainty pink flowers in summer that pollinators love. Come fall, the foliage shifts to a beautiful burgundy. And wheels of fire ice plant, a cactus succulent ground cover per the plant tag, with yellow and orange blooms from summer to fall, was also smuggled into the cart. The list of the lovelies with the links for more information is in the blog post, and that will be in the show notes for you to enjoy. So what is the difference between sedum and succulents? Sedum is a genus of plants, and succulents are not. Succulents is an adjective to describe many types of plants with thick, fleshy parts, the roots, the stems, or the leaves, that store water for dry spells. While cacti are succulents, not all succulents are cacti. Sedums are succulents ranging from ground cover to one to two feet tall. They are easy keepers, and most are relatively deer-resistant. Sedums must be in well-drained soil, not clay, or they will quickly rot. While most are sun-loving, some can take a bit of shade. There were many other finds that ended up in Karen and Jim's cart. What's a sedum garden without a few magical hens and chicks? You're likely familiar with the succulent, which has mama rosettes, the hens, and beside it, smaller rosettes, the chicks, that spread two feet or more. Their vegetation is often green, bluish, gold, copper, or a combination of colors. Sometimes they bloom a rather silly stalky flower. They really are very cute, and they love to fill in the nooks and crannies in a rock garden. I couldn't wait to see all the new plants dug into their new home. That day came when I visited to purchase a gift for my design colleague and dear friend Marty Carson, celebrating a milestone birthday. She doesn't like to talk much about her birthday, but uh, let's just say Marty is in the age of infinity, and she looks amazing and plays tennis, you know, four times a week. She's an amazing gal and a dear friend. And I met Karen and Jim Remy at the garden show that she and I used to exhibit in, and much of their art is influenced by nature, pressing of plants in their artful pottery. After purchasing Marty's gift, a mug, a sandwich plate of a garden scene with a sentiment, good things take time, you're growing, I toured their gardens, The highlight, the new Sedum Garden. What a magnificent collection, amongst a stream of river stones creatively placed by their grandson, Dom, who was six years old at the time. It warmed my heart to see the mix of plants and artifacts of pottery and poetry, a combination of Sedum Garden and a fairy garden filled with delights. Garden Dilemmas? AskMaryStone.com. I'm going to fast forward about four years, because since that post, Jim and Karen started a new chapter in their life, and Emma, their daughter, has been doing the pottery, and I know that Jim and Karen are still doing their art in a different way. Life has its seasons. Speaking of sedums, we have a little time to share bits of the family story posted after my brother Rick's first son's wedding over six years ago and before the trip we had chatted about his pallet solution to screen the air conditioning unit which is only a few feet away from his seating area filled with herbs and succulents it helps buffer the noise too rick touted i replied i wrote about vertical gardening a while back and i'm sure dear brother you know it's best not to grow things that you eat in pallets Uh uh-oh rick didn't recall the column Pallets are often treated with toxic chemicals to prevent the transport of invasive insects and plant diseases as the International Plant Protection Convention requires. However, companies are starting to use heat treatments rather than chemicals, which overcome some of the worry of reusing them. Pallets require an IPPC logo with its initials heat treated HT or fumigated with methyl bromide MB and include the initials of the country where made. I couldn't wait to see the living space behind their condo, which is cute as a button and functional too. I congratulated his ingenuity as he described how he pieced the pallets together so that no posts were needed, allowing for a section to be removed should the A.C. need to be serviced. In addition, he left a six-inch gap at ground level to allow airflow. Leave it to an engineer to think of such things. His clever pallet screening is stained gray to match their wooden table and adorned with comical face sculptures hidden behind various succulents and herbs. Impressive, my brother. A perfect way to solve your in-the-face AC dilemma. There was a spare pallet leaning near the grill with no logo indicating nasty chemicals or heat-treated. But even if heat-treated, my brother, it's best not to grow plants you eat in pallets because no one knows if something toxic spilled on it, where warehoused, or how it transported. Like Mom used to drill into us, you know. Don't put that in your mouth. You never know where it's been. (laughs) Did your mom say that to you, too? I wanted to mention that one of the fastest ways to kill succulents is with too much TLC. How do I know this? Because I have a habit of doing this, and that is if you water them too much. One of the tips I've learned is look for shrinking or puckering leaves or normally shiny leaves that appear dull. And that's typically when it's time to uh, water those succulents Or use the water meter, which is totally the safe way to go. It kind of makes me think of all of us when you go through stresses in your life. You know, you feel a little dehydrated, and you need to rejuvenate. I'm going through some things right now, and maybe I'll share some of them with you next time, but uh, sitting with you every week fills my soul with such happiness because I just, I don't know, I feel like what we're doing together Helps heal and grow our lives, which I so, so appreciate. And I hope you're having some fun, too. And I hope you've subscribed to the podcast so that it magically appears in your feed so that more can join us and learn and grow in the garden of life. Thanks so much. See you next time on the Screen Porch. You can follow Garden Dilemmas on Facebook or online at Gardendilemmas.com and on Instagram at hashtag Mary Elaine Stone. Garden Dilemmas, Delights and Discoveries is produced by Alex Bartling. Thanks for coming by. I look forward to chatting again from my screen porch. And always remember to embrace the unexpected in this garden of life. Have a great day.